we're going to talk about moving away from your hometown or home country to start over, to chase a dream, chase a career, maybe chase a person, not that I recommend it, or just simply reinvent yourself. Something I have done several times. This might be the most frequent question I get in my DMs, on my email, and that has been the most frequent question I have received ever since I started this. People who want to go after something, who are sick and tired of where they're from or where they are, and they ask, how do I dare to leave? How do I dare to go after what I care about? How do I dare to start over? Or they might love where they are, they might love their home, and they don't really want to leave, but that home doesn't offer the opportunities they dream of. Oh, so many reasons to leave. Sometimes quite a lot of reasons to stay, but we're gonna talk about it today. I'm gonna tell you about my story, my philosophy about moving away, and I'm also gonna share a few suggestions and thoughts that some of you guys, my followers, sent into me. And I also let you send me questions about this that we're gonna talk about. So this will be a beautiful episode that I hope will comfort someone who has moved away or inspire someone who wants to move away. Because I don't want to skip to the ending, but moving away is the best thing you will ever do for yourself and your people and your life even if that means that you move back home at some point. But we'll get to that. Okay, so I want to start by sharing my own story of moving away. I always take it for granted that all of you know my story <laughs> because I feel like it's all I have talked about for 15 years. But I also, I know that people find me in weird ways and start listening to the podcast and maybe have no clue about my story. So I'm going to share it and also for those of you who maybe are a bit newer to the podcast or to me, I share a lot of my moving away story in my very first book called Empty Roads and Broken Bottles in Search for the Great Perhaps. That book is about my story of leaving Sweden where I grew up and moved to London where I started my journey. I moved to London and chased my dream of becoming a songwriter. That is what that book is about. So if you are thinking of leaving your home or going out to chase your dream, that book might speak to you. Just want to pitch that quickly. <laughs> anyway, so when I was 18 or 19, I think I was just about to turn 19 years old. This is when you graduate from sort of the what do you say, the compulsory, compu compulsory, the normal school in Sweden. Like in Sweden, you have to go to school until you don't have to anymore. And then it's, you, you choose yourself if you want to keep going um, to university or whatever you want to do with your life. So I finished school and I moved to London right away. It was like, I think it was like the day after I graduated I knew that I was going to leave Sweden very, very early. Again, I, I share more about my young life in Sweden in my first book. So if you are interested in that, you can read more about it in the book. But I always felt out of place 
when I grew up. I was uninspired by everything I saw around me. I had big dreams always. I wanted to get out there and experience life and find a way of living life that fit me. The way that people were living their lives just didn't make sense to me. And I knew that there is a place in the world where people think like me and I need to find them. I have always been someone who, like this idea of settling for normal, settling for comfort, it was just never anything that made sense to me. Settling for a paycheck, even though I didn't care about the job maybe, or, you know, people always told me like, oh, just stop being so uh, special, just be a bit more normal, do what everyone else is doing, like go to school, get a job, get a house, get a husband, get two kids and two cars and go on your two-week holiday to Spain. And like, whoa, I was like, that's not, that's that does not make sense to me. Why would you spend your life like that if it doesn't make you excited? Obviously to the story is that when I was around 14, 15, I discovered music, picked up a guitar, taught myself how to play the guitar, taught myself how to sing and write songs and record myself. I got Pro Tools and a mic. And I knew very, very fast when I discovered music that I wanted to spend my life writing songs. I wanted to create those moments for people that I had with music at that point. And Later on, obviously, I started writing books and just art, this world that I could escape into, the way it made me feel. I always knew that that's what I want to spend my life creating for, for other people and for myself. So the reason I wanted to leave Sweden was, one, I never felt like I belonged in Sweden. I never got along with the people. I never found a Swedish person that I felt like I spiritually connected with. I needed to get out from that little bubble that I felt like I had been born into. And number two, I was a seeker. I've always been a seeker. I knew that something was out there for me and I needed to get out and find it. I was craving experiences and adventures and and new people who viewed the world in different ways who were not just brought up in the Swedish static school system but like I wanted to meet all kinds of weird people and and just have experiences and number three I was so determined to build my life on something I love which at that point was music. And I was already writing. I was sharing my poems and and journals and essays on Tumblr at that point. But I had no thought of writing a book at that point. But, you know, storytelling, I would say maybe. I could sum it up in storytelling. I knew that that was going to be my life. So that's why I left. And I'm going to jump into one of the questions because I had one question that said, how did you know where to choose? And how did you know when you were ready? So when I was like 100% sure that I was going to go out there and become a songwriter, I think things are probably a bit different now, but you know, this is 15 years ago. At that point, if you wanted to do, uh, I mean, at that point I was doing kind of band music, but I would say alternative pop music. If you wanted to do that kind of music, you had to go to LA, Los Angeles, New York, or London. Or Stockholm. I mean, Stockholm has always had a great music scene, but I wasn't interested in staying in Sweden. So 
it was LA or London that I was thinking about. And LA is always a bit more complicated. You need a visa. You need to figure out how to stay in the country. So London, at that point, England uh, was still a part of the EU. So it was it was so easy to just move over. I didn't need a visa. I didn't need a reason to go there. I just packed a bag and, and got on the plane and and there I was. Also, I always get those questions that asks like, I want to move there. I want to go after this job or this stream, but I don't know anybody in that town. I didn't know anybody in London. I had no connections. I don't come from a family in the entertainment industry. <laughs> I did not grow up with connections. I didn't know anybody. London was a beast to me. I had been there once with a couple of friends, but like I didn't know London at all. I didn't have a job. I didn't have an apartment when I landed there. I had nothing. And this kind of leads me into why I think it's the best thing that you can ever do for yourself. When you land in a new place and you suddenly have no parents to help you, no friends to help you, no sort of safety net to take care of you, you will grow up. You have to. You will learn how to figure things out. You have to. And you will learn to depend on yourself to figure things out. I think we all grow up in different circumstances, but I think a lot of us in the West, we grow up in such safe, privileged environments. We have everything served to us, even though a lot of us would like to believe that we, we don't have things served to us. We all want to believe that we work so hard and, and I am not spoiled, but like, listen... The chances are that you are privileged and grew up very safe and a little bit spoiled. And I was too. I grew up in a house with two parents and two brothers and my mom drove me to ballet classes when I was a kid and that's privilege. If you grew up like that, you have been taught that people will help you. But then you're stranded in a new country and you have no one to help you and I landed there, I didn't have any money. I'm not from a family with money at all. I had to figure it out. What happens when you have to figure it out is that you do. That is the magic of the human brain. When you are pushed into a situation where you need to survive, your su survival instincts go on and you figure it out. And so many people go through an entire life without ever feeling that survival instinct because they live in such safe, slow, protected places. I have never felt as alive as when I have been in situations where I either had no money or no place to sleep at night or panicked in for whatever other reason. Your adrenaline starts pumping and you, your, your brain just levels up. Suddenly you find a solution and you, you go for it. You don't doubt it because suddenly the plan B of staying on the couch watching a TV show is not there. Like you are an animal and you need to survive. And so you do it. You do whatever it takes. This is magical, you guys. And being a young person, learning this skill is the most valuable skill you will ever learn. Today... It is the most valuable skill I have ever learned, I have ever collected. Because even when I sometimes 
am sort of in a physically safe space, let's say I go through, uh, let's say I'm left by someone, I'm, I'm heartbroken or something silly like I lose my keys. That happened the other day. I lost my keys and I panicked because what do I do? Do I have to pay for someone to break into my own apartment? And how much is that going to cost me? And what do I do with it? Like, <laughs> this is a stupid privileged problem, but I panicked. But then there is this survival instinct that you have sharpened now and you have practiced. I didn't dwell on the problem. I went immediately to creating a plan in my head. That's what happens when you move somewhere by yourself and you have to figure it out. You develop the skill of leaving the problem behind and just you're, you become a solution focused, solution oriented. You will no longer be someone who sits down and cries about a problem. In your head, you will immediately start creating a plan forward. That's what happens when you are put through a time in your life when you just have to. So, for example, I hopped on the plane, I went to London, I think I had booked maybe a hostel the first couple of nights, and the plan was that I was going to find an, an apartment to rent the first night. And, I mean, now it's a completely different situation in the world, but even back then, it was hard to find an apartment in London. It's expensive. Like I said, I didn't have a job. Before I moved to London, I had worked as a dance teacher, actually, like as an extra job when I went to school, just to earn some money and build up a little bit of a budget in order to be able to move to London. So I had like worked and tried to save up, but like that was going to sustain me for a couple of weeks or months, maybe max. So you start to go to these flat viewings, nobody wants to rent it to somebody who doesn't have a job or <laughs> references or like, that's the first challenge. But you figure it out. Like that is the first challenge, finding somewhere to live. I mean, that first week, like I didn't get an apartment and I'm like, what do I do if I don't find anywhere to live? Do I move back home? Like what, what happens then? That's the first challenge. You figure it out, you don't give up, and eventually you get something. Victory. You have grown. Literally, I think just the first two weeks in London, I grew more than I had in my entire life. Then it's kind of the next challenge. Okay, so you have somewhere to live now. How am I going to pay my rent? You figure that out. You make a plan. I had decided that I definitely was not going to take sort of a bar job or anything just to pay my rent, I was going to put all my focus and time and love into my music. I started playing open mics. Very, very quickly, I, uh, I was super like focused on playing acoustic shows, trying to build a fan base. Back in the days, Twitter and Tumblr were really big. I was on MySpace. That was probably around the time that MySpace was disappearing, but <laughs> that's where I was. Pure volume. I was immersed in chasing my dream. I've always said it like this. The people that quit will never know if they could have made it. And as long as you have not quit, you are still going, so you are making it. When you go after your dream and, okay, but should I just take a day job to pay my rent? No, don't. That's safety. That's plan B. You can't have a plan B. I've always said that, and 
I'm just explaining my own philosophy here. Everyone's different. But for me, I could not have a plan B. I had to only have a plan A, which was become a songwriter, make it work. Dot. No options. And then you make it work. You find ways. So I started building my social following. I started playing open mics and acoustic shows. I started connecting with um, promoters and managers and producers and songwriters. And very, very quickly when you are that active, you build yourself a little community. And within a couple of months, I released my very first EP, which (laughs) this EP was called the Charlotte Erickson EP. And it's not existing anymore on the internet, thank God. But... That was the first kind of product that I created. And that meant that now I went on open mic and I could sell my EP. Five pounds. Great. I sold 10 EPs that night. I earned 50 pounds. That was ridiculous. That was so much money. 50 pounds. I could, I could, that could pay for my food for a week. And so I played open mics three times a week, sold five EPs every show, 150 pounds per week like that's ridiculous so slowly I could pay my rent and could pay for food and you know the goal is obviously also to start building up a budget so I um, so that I could release and record my first album pay for a producer pay for musicians pay for the printing of the CDs also pay for bus tickets to the venues like slowly slowly you start to build this little ladder for yourself. So anyway, that that was my beginning of moving away. And that first year in London shaped me. I mean, nothing shaped me as much as that first year, because that's when you become I, I, me. I should just talk about me. I keep saying you. It this is about me. <laughs> that year, I became a person, because this is my belief. You grow up in a city, you are surrounded by people who think they know you. But listen, you change and you grow. And if you are a person who is driven to understand things, maybe you're also a seeker. You want to understand things about yourself and the world and the people around you and our existence or whatever it is that you're interested in. You're going to change a little bit every single day because you feed yourself with new thoughts and ideas and um, impressions. And what happens is that, let's say you still hang out with the people that knew you when you were 14 and you grow up and turn 19. And actually you're not the same person anymore, but the people around you, they think they know you. So they, they hold you back from totally blooming into the person that you have become because they might say stuff like, oh, but you always loved that. Oh, but that's not you. That's not your style. No, I don't. That's not what we do. They, they hold you back because they like familiar. They want you to stay familiar because you, old you, is their safety. They don't want you to change. Because that's scary. Change is scary for people. And people want you to stay the same to serve them. But you need to bloom and you need to change. You need to let yourself grow into the person that you can become if you let yourself. And I believe moving to a completely new place, if it's a new city or a new country, is the best thing you can do for yourself. Because when nobody knows you, 
you can become whoever you want to be, but especially you can truly let yourself become the person you have grown to be. When I landed in London, I let go of so many old beliefs about myself and old habits because suddenly I could explore new things and new ways of being. And I discovered that actually I love this thing and actually I like this kind of person. And actually I changed my belief system because I wasn't even introduced to this other belief system, but now I am and it makes way more sense to me. You have to go out and open your open your world a little bit. Open the horizons. Like growing up in a small little city or even if it's a big city. I grew up in a pretty big city, but it's just a little dot on the map. I still get frustrated in Berlin. Let's say Berlin is a big city and I talk to my friends and they are stuck in the artists that are famous in Germany and they talk about German famous artists as if that is the entire world. And I'm like, listen, you place the celebrity in Japan and it's just a random looking person walking on the streets. Okay, I I knew that I was gonna uh, spin out talking about this because I'm honestly so passionate about people moving out in the world because I see how great it is for people, how important it is to people. Um, I'm going to dive into all the questions that you guys sent me, but I want to first just mention, if you have not read The Hero's Journey, um, about The Hero's Journey, wait, I have to think. Um, Joseph Campbell has been writing so much about The Hero's Journey. I think it's in his book... um, myths to live by and what is it called a hero with a thousand faces or something just search for joseph campbell honestly all his books are great but he wrote a lot about the hero's journey which basically is um the fundamental of storytelling it it is this concept of a person leaving home to go out in the world to solve a problem or a mystery. And on his journey, he's faced with obstacles, with physical challenges that he needs to overcome, and he's going to grow through that process. And then somewhere along this journey, he's going to be faced with a spiritual challenge. So first there's a physical obstacle, and then there is the spiritual obstacle. And this spiritual obstacle is going to make him understand something, realize something. Through this whole journey, he's growing and he is developing his physical strength and his mental strength and he's becoming a humble person because he's faced with so many obstacles. And then uh, the hero, this person who's out on the journey, he needs to return home in order to understand how much he has grown and learned and to realize what he left behind the hero comes back home and he shares his lessons and his wisdom now. And either he realizes that this is my home, this, these are my people, or, or he realizes that I cannot believe I lived here. I have grown out of it because I've grown so much now. And he returns back to his adventures. Whenever you study, uh, study storytelling, you always learn this storyline of letting someone go on his hero's journey. That's what you need to do too. 
that's what I am still trying to do. You have to go explore your own hero's journey. Okay, let me dive into the questions. Uh, how does it feel to finally go for it? We Did we cover that? Well, okay, how does it feel to finally go for it? Scary, magical, exciting, terrifying. There's nothing like it. I will never forget that day. Like I woke up in the morning, the moment I walked into the airport, like I felt like a historical figure. <laughs> like it was such a big moment for me. I was so focused and determined to like, I'm doing this. I'm going to make something of myself with my life. Nothing can stop me. But I was also terrified. I was so scared. And again, like I believe that that's, that's what it's about. I faced my fears and I went for it. So yeah, there's nothing like it. How did you know where to choose? I kind of mentioned that I was choosing between London and LA. And for me, London was the capital of music at the time. And th that for me, the reason I moved was to go after being a songwriter. So I needed to go where the industry was, which again, at that point, London made the most sense. But even after I lived in England, I, I'm still exploring new places on the planet. I moved to places and create sort of temporary homes. And the way that I sort of choose places now is intuition. I think there are two different ways of choosing. The first one is if you are moving somewhere to chase something specific, for example, an industry or a job or a career or a skill, whatever it is that you that you're trying to achieve in that place. And then obviously you will be driven by that. You go where it makes sense to go. I know for many years after England, I was so lonely and I was trying to find my people. I wanted to find a place on the planet where I understood people and where I felt like people understood me. I felt such like such a misunderstood human being on the planet. I felt like I wasn't appreciated anywhere. I felt like there must be people out there who think like I do and who who, who, who like me. <laughs> so I was trying to find them. Obviously, I think that I'm still seeking that place but I also think that you learn that everyone can understand you if you make yourself understood and it's not so much about you being understood it's about you understanding other people and that's that's a, a skill a people skill so but anyway I mean after England I definitely also was broke and so I thought I need to go somewhere where I where I can find cheap rents and keep touring and playing my music now though I should say being a bit older, having different priorities. I am still trying to find a place where I can find my people, but I'm way, way, way more driven by nature and the landscape and the climates. One thing that I can't stand in, well, I shouldn't say can't stand because it's not true, but after having lived in, in cities, really, always, my whole life, I feel very easily suffocated in cities now. I need to go out. I need to I just be by the ocean more. I, I crave it way more now than I did when I was younger. So, for example, 
a lot of you know how much I love Portugal. Portugal was a country that I tried out Lisbon a couple of years ago and just felt in love. Like I felt at home in not just in the city, just the culture, the people, the 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 climate, the food, the the way people go through their days. And then I explored more of Portugal, the Algarve and Porto this year. Like, I'm just in love with Portugal in general. And I think the nature and the climate and the people, I have never found a more warm and welcoming and loving country. But also, Sweden has a beautiful landscape. That's something that I have started to appreciate lately. In the summer, especially driving through Sweden... That landscape is just magical. And so, what do you say? You have to weight the pros and cons with each place. So, for example, when I go to Portugal, where there is no sort of pop music industry in the same way if you're doing English music. So, in Berlin, in Stockholm, in London, I am in a lot of songwriting sessions with other artists and I'm writing for other people and I am sort of inside of the industry. Like, there are studios everywhere. I can be active doing what I do. And then I go to Portugal for a couple of months and I am making a decision to not be in the industry bubble. So it's a sort of a sacrifice that I do in order to be in the nature that I love and the climate that I love with the people that I love. So back to the question, how do you choose where to go? Well, do you know what you want from the place? Figure that out. What are you after? Is it a job? Is it a career? Is it an industry? Is it a specific climate? Do you want to go and just like dance all night long with strangers? Like go to Barcelona. (laughs) You know, there are cities in the world for everything. That's maybe how I can sum it up. There is a city for everything. And also what I have found is there is a city for every chapter of your life. Maybe I'll get into this a bit later on. Actually, maybe I'm going to do a chapter two of this topic, like an episode number two, because I realize I have so much I want to talk about. (laughs) There is a city for every season of your life. For example, right after a really ah, painful relationship and breakup, I was so lost. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know. I had no friends. I had no direction. I went to Barcelona. That's, by the way, where a lot of feeling everything, holding on to nothing started taking place. I filmed the music video for that single there. And I was there for, I think, two months or so. And it was the perfect city for that chapter of my life because I had no direction. And I was like, It was summer and it was Spain and I was meeting welcoming, kind, fun people and we went out drinking and dancing all night long and it was just like the perfect city for where I was in my life at that point. And when I moved to London when I was 19, London was the perfect place for that. It was like this cold mentor. London pushed me forward and taught me stoicism. London taught me how to fight and how to wake up at 6 a.m. in the winter and get on that underground and just hustle, you know. There is a city that will teach you whatever you need to learn right now. Okay, um, this is a great question. How do you define home? This has changed with the years, and I guess it's going to change. 
always. When I was a bit younger, first of all, when I first left Sweden, I know that I kind of didn't want a home because I had spent my whole life in a home and I didn't feel at home. So I had started associating a home with something negative at that point. So my first years, I was sort of deliberately choosing not to have a home. Eventually I gave up my apartment in London, or it wasn't an apartment, I was renting a little room that I could barely fit the bed. <laughs> um, and I, I, I just lived kind of on the road. I slept at fancy floors and couches, airports sometimes, train stations, hostels, cheap hostels around Europe. When I played at the venues, I sometimes asked if I could crash backstage just one night after the show. Like, I didn't want a home. Um, I think because, again, I had associated home with something very sad and negative for so many years. And I think I felt like if I don't have a home, if I just keep, you know, rolling under the stars, as Jack Kerouac would have said, you just keep moving on. You can never feel out of place because you're not trying to fit in a place. And I, I was tired of feeling out of place. I think I just wanted to keep moving and keep going, and um, yeah, just wanted to explore. So home for me, when I was very young, was defined as something negative. But then, obviously, after a couple of years, I started feeling very lonely and rootless and, and homeless and tired and forgotten and, you know, very, very small in the world. And I was craving to find my home. I just wanted to find my home. I was tired and I no longer wanted to be lost. I guess at that point, home had become this romantic, fluffy idea. I thought that I would arrive somewhere and just find my home. I would just feel at home and people would welcome me with open arms and say, come here, here is your home. <laughs> here you are welcomed and loved and everything is going to be okay. Obviously that doesn't happen. It, it doesn't happen in the world. And so maybe the next lesson again was that you need to create your own home. You build your home. You design your own home. Nobody's going to do that for you. And it's not just going to arrive. You have to make it happen yourself. But then maybe like the final lesson here that I again learned after having struggled for many years on the road with myself um, figuring out how do I do this thing? How do I, how do I do my music and my, write my books and do something I love, but also how do I not kill myself in the process? Because here I am lost on the road, very sad and very broken, very lonely. How do I have a home without disappearing in that home kind of thing? And I realized and learned and something that I still stick to is that you have to build your home in moments. Home is for me no longer a city or a building like an apartment or a house. Home is not a country. It's not a physical place. 
to me, home is something you find and create and build in moments. Moments of belonging, moments of feeling like you are doing the right thing, moments of feeling like you are fulfilling your purpose. You are on your hero's journey. So for example, when I was living on the road playing my music, I built my home in moments on that stage. When I stood on that stage with my guitar, singing my songs, it's like screaming my heart out sometimes, to people who had traveled from their homes and to see me play my music and meet me and hear me sing and my songs meant something to them. Like those few moments on stage, I did not think about anything else. I did not think about tomorrow or yesterday or what's going to happen to me or my pains or my sorrows. I was in the moment. I was lost in the moment with my people. And those moments became home to me. Everything felt okay in those moments. I wasn't scared anymore. I, I felt at peace and I felt at home. And so I knew that if I just keep giving myself those moments on stage, everything's going to be fine. And I found those moments in the moment of writing a song. I still find that when I lose myself in creating, writing on my books as well. When I lose myself in what I am writing, in the story, in the storytelling, in the shaping and creating of something that did not exist before, I don't think about anything else in that moment. I'm lost. I'm in like in a different universe. And I feel at home in that moment because I feel safe and I feel in place and I feel like I'm doing the right thing. I'm not thinking about anything but this thing that I'm creating and that's, that's home to me. So to answer the question, I think home to me today is found in moments of doing something that you are here to do. It, it can definitely also be, you know, you get lost in a conversation with a person, like a great conversation, and you feel heard and seen and understood by this person, and you you feel respected and you respect the other person. Like you're in this beautiful flow of a discussion or a topic, and it's like you create this little bubble for yourselves that I can also find home in those moments. Because again, it becomes a moment long or short, where I feel safe and in place and like I don't want to be any, anywhere else. I just want to be in that moment. That's home to me. Okay. I love that question. Shit, you guys are great. Okay, next question. Actually, I want to end that question by saying many years ago now, I released a, an EP called coming home and there was a single on that EP called coming home um and when I was playing that song when I was touring the EP I always um told this story about how I left home and went out in the world and then I went home at some point to Sweden and realized this is not my home anymore I don't feel at home here um and so I realized then you need to build your home in moments. Oh, I miss playing music now. Okay, anyway. Mm. How to create a safe space in your new home? I do love this question 
because it kind of builds on the other one, but also starts a new one. So how do you create a safe space in your new home? First of all, it goes back to this thing. If you feel at home in yourself, with yourself, would you feel at home on your journey? Not your materialistic journey, but like the spiritual journey you're on, the adventure you're on, the challenge, the mission you're on. You're going to feel at home no matter where you end up, no matter where you sleep, no matter where you might spend your day, because you are home on your path in life, in your home in yourself. I have definitely found and learned that the more I feel at peace with myself and my life and my path, the less it matters where I am physically. But definitely there are things you can do to feel more at home in your new room or your new apartment or your new city. But again, to me, I don't think it's so much about physical stuff, like material things, uh, like, I don't know, buying furniture or whatever. To me, it's more about the routines you create for yourself. The, and, and routines, I hate that word. I, I call them rituals. So for example, I practice yoga. I practice meditation and yoga my spiritual practice is super important to me. It is something that I do every single day in some shape or form. And that practice is mine and I carry it with me. So for example, it might be that I meditate and, and do visualization 10 minutes every morning, let's say. If I take that practice with me, no matter where I end up in the world, I'm going to create a home in that ritual. So for example, when I was touring a lot, that's when I was developing, or that's when I found yoga and started developing my practice. Because I ended up in different cities every single day. And I woke up in cheap hostels and hotel rooms and I felt very floaty. And then I developed this yoga practice. So no matter where I ended up in the world, I was doing the same practice day after day after day. And that became my anchor. I knew that no matter where I end up tomorrow... I have myself, I have my path, I have my music, I have my art, and I have my practice. You have to create your own sort of, if it's art or spiritual practices or, um, I mean, running definitely is also something that I have always done. Like you, you find your own rituals that you want to take with you no matter where you end up in the world. And you don't want to let go of your rituals. I think to me, those rituals are the most important things. Let's say I'm actually, um, you're going to hear this when I already am in Portugal. But when I'm recording this, I am just about to go to Portugal tomorrow and I'm going to be there for a while. If I would go there and just completely give up on my rituals and just like, I don't know, I would lose myself. If I lose my rituals and my way of being, my way of doing things, my my belief practices, my visualization, my goal settings, my mission statements, then I'm losing myself. And that's not the point. You don't want to lose yourself. You want to create yourself. You want to keep creating yourself and expand yourself in new places. So I will still go to Portugal and I will do the exactly the same morning practice that I always do. I'm going to do my visualization. I'm going to do my yoga practice. I'm going to do my run or a walk. Maybe I'm going to do it on the beach though, instead of <laughs> in my bedroom. But like, 
rituals. That's for me how I create a safe space when I go somewhere new. Also, something that I have started doing lately is um, smells have become very important. Like if you start associating a specific fragrance with, uh, let's say, inspiring mornings or, um, okay, I'm going to be concrete here. When I do visualization, future visualization, so I am trying to build and create a clear mental picture of how my future will look in 10 years, let's say. I do this a lot. This is um, a very established visualization practice. Before I do that, I always um, light a specific candle or I have this oil that I can burn and sometimes I can even roll it a little bit on my wrist and I smell it. And that smell has become, to me, I, I associate that smell now with getting into that mental state of designing my ideal future. So I bring that oil with me and I will always know that when I smell that oil, when I burn it or whatever, it's going to create a certain feeling inside of me. You can do that. You can use fragrances or oils or essential oils to associate it with a certain feeling. You can associate it with the feeling of home, for example, safety, calm. Um, that's definitely a suggestion. Okay, next question. Um, I got a couple of different versions of the same question. Uh, it goes like this. One of my biggest fears is being alone. Also moving to a place far away where I have no friends or family. It frightens me. How do you deal with this? And then another one went, I struggle to leave home because of the time I will miss being with my family. Missing is, it's real, you guys. Missing is something that you, um, you can't escape. Um, when you leave home or if you become a nomad or an adventurer, you start traveling, you go after a dream, you go after some whatever it is in life, you are going to miss. That is something you just have to learn to live with. You're going to miss people, you're going to miss places, you're going to miss moments, you're going to miss um, your old um, rooms. <laughs> I don't even know how many different weird temporary room, rooms I have rented at this point and apartments and you're going to miss a lot of things. You're going to be so eager to go back. So many times, so many times you're going to say, I don't want to keep moving forward. I don't want to keep leaving. I don't want to keep being independent and hardworking. I just want to go back. It was great. I want to go back to that person, to that place. I have a tattoo on my body that I want to talk about. Uh, on my, what do you say? On my collarbone, um, it says... This is to tell you I am not coming back. And it's a line from a poem by Jack Gilbert. I got it almost 10 years ago now, and it still means a lot to me. This tattoo, the poem and the tattoo, to me symbolizes the fact that you cannot go back to anything. You have to keep moving forward. You always romanticize the past. And 
you grow and you change. So you go through an experience in a place or with a person and you're going to grow through that. And for whatever reason, you're going to leave it and then you're going to want to go back. But you can't go back because you have changed and the situation has changed. There's nothing to go back to. Even if you would go back physically, you would not find the same person and the same situation because everything has changed. Time is evolving always and it's going to change everything. So I got that tattoo because I was this person who always wanted to go back to people and places and just, it was better, I always thought. But I had to remind myself that you can't go back to anything. You have to keep going forward. I have another tattoo on my wrist. That was the very first tattoo I got when I first moved to London. And it says, we have oceans left to sail and other worlds to see. Uh, this is a line from a letter I got from a friend when I left. And he said, you're going to want to give up and go back home and have a safe life. but And you're going to want to quit this music thing so many times. Um, and maybe sometimes you're even going to want to quit life. And so I'm here to remind you that no matter how finished you feel, you have oceans left to sail and other worlds to see. And he explained in, the, in this letter that every single little uh, experience you have is just a small, it feels like it's the whole world that you're experiencing, like a relationship that, that ends. It feels like it's the whole world, but really there are endless worlds out there for you to discover and live in for a while and explore. Um, same with interests and hobbies and, and jobs like for example I started working with music of course and that was like an, a whole world to uh, learn and understand and, and experience and then I discovered books of course and I started writing books and that opened the door to the literary world with uh, how, how that works with book publishing and book editing and literary studies which was a completely new world that I, you know, swam around in for a while. And then like a few years ago, I, I found yoga and meditation. And like, that is a universe that you can spend years exploring and, and discovering. And that can take you to so many places. And just this reminder that there is always a new world to dive into where you are nobody, where you are a beginner, where nobody knows you. There is always new people that you have not met yet, that you're going to love. And there's a new relationship and a new love and a new city. And so back to this question of missing, you're going to miss people and you're going to miss cities and things and moments, but you have to keep moving forward and remember that there is, you are never out of things to discover and explore. But then, of course, the original question was, I... I'm scared of being alone. Yeah, you're you're going to be alone too, but you're going to learn that it's not going to kill you. That is also an important lesson. Sadness, loneliness, being panicked, it's not going to kill you. You learn to figure it out. And you can even learn to use it as strengths. So for example, I spent a lot of my life feeling extremely lonely. And I don't wish that on anybody. 
And I don't ever want to feel lonely again. But it did teach me that I can survive on my own. That's a strength. That makes me feel like no matter what happens, I can, I can figure it out. I can go on. Same with when I first was in England and I, I had no, no money. And so many times I was like, okay, they're going to ask for my 200 pound rent for this little room in two weeks. And I'm out of money because I spent those 50 pounds on uh, recording our guitar line, for example. What do I do? You figure it out. You live on very little. You learn to be very, very minimalistic. I mean, I started playing open mics and I recorded this EP because I had to. I had to figure out how to earn some money. And that ability to live on nothing is still, I mean, oh, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Because again, I know today, if I would lose everything I have, if I would be forced to move to a new place where I don't know anybody... I can survive it because I have before. And I know that now. And that is, oh, it's a strength, you guys. And I want you guys to feel that too. Because if I would go through life being terrified of losing everything I have or terrified of having to move somewhere else where I don't know anybody, I would live from a place of fear. I don't want that. I want to live from a place of feeling like no matter what happens, I know I can figure out because I have before. I am not afraid because I have seen yesterday and I survived. That's a line from one of my songs, by the way. That's what it teaches you. So missing is real, loneliness is real, and you're going to feel it, but it's not going to kill you. You're going to learn from it. So you can't run away from it. You can't run away from feeling sad or lonely or missing. You have to dive into it, dive into those feelings and, and see what they can teach you. Also, this thing of like, I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to leave my parents. That's beautiful. I mean, I think it's beautiful to, and and very normal to be scared of going out there and um, leaving the people that you love and that makes you feel safe. But listen, life is so short, you guys. We have a one shot here. We have a one short little life and it's, Like, it's totally up to us how much we want to see and do during this lifetime. Your parents want you to have the most incredible life. They want you to be waking up with wide open eyes because you love your life and you do something that you truly care about and you have experiences and learn things and discover things. And that includes getting hurt and missing and being lonely and being broke Like they want you to have all these experiences because they want you to, at the end of your days, think what a hell of a ride that was. I wouldn't have done anything differently. Well, maybe a few things, but it was fun. I learned a lot. It was crazy at times. What a life. I for once want to say it like that. I don't, my biggest fear is getting to the end of my life saying, Oh shit, I should have done more. I should have done this. Why did I why didn't I just go for it? Why didn't I discover New Zealand? Why didn't I do more? You know? You have one life. And you can always go back. I mean, hey, nothing is forever. 
you try something out, you push through, you can go back if you want to. Up to you. Okay. One question was kind of, we have already covered it kind of. What practices and habits did you develop? Well, my spiritual practice for sure, yoga, meditation, running, um, but also those rituals like full moon rituals. That's when I um, talk to the moon, talk to the sky. I, I talk to the sky like he's my grandpa and I say thank you for protecting me, looking after me. Here are the things that I'm working towards. What do you think? And I see the moon smiling, saying, sounds good, kid, go for it. And I'm like, thanks, okay, I'm gonna go sleep now. <laughs> That's true, I do that. <laughs> um, writing, my ritual of writing keeps me safe. How do you take care of your physical and mental well-being in a new environment? It's also the same, I would say, like my, my rituals, um, you know, Staying me. Don't let go of yourself in a new place. Expand yourself. So keep your rituals. Um, expand them. Develop them. But but do what makes you you, you know? Okay, this episode is so long now. I'm going to end with a couple of um, short, short, great suggestions I got from some of you who have moved away. Um, one said... Perhaps it's so much better than where you are now. And if not, you don't have to stay. I love that because that's, again, like you grow up in one place and you're like, oh, I kind of should explore, but I don't want to leave my family. You don't know what's out there until you explore it. You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> Maybe there is a place out there where you're going to be a much happier person with a much better life. And if not, you don't have to stay. Another one said, you won't know if it's a better place for you unless you go there. So true. And then this I really loved. A, a beautiful um, girl that I have known for many years now said, I realized how much I loved my little hometown. It had a little extra magic I hadn't seen before. See, that's also beautiful. Like, maybe you, you're going to appreciate your home even more when you go out there and explore and you're going to see your home with perspective and realize wow, that's such a magical place. I'm going to go back and appreciate it way more now. And lastly, Nicola said, Adler, I think that's how you say Adler's quote, follow your heart, but take your brain with you. Also great advice, you know, follow your heart, but be freaking smart. <laughs> be street smart, be a stoic. You know, don't let your heart fool you. Did that too many times. Anyway, as you notice, I can talk about this for three more hours. Um, I'm thinking we'll do another episode on this topic because I think a lot of you guys are seekers like me who are moving out in the world, who have moved out in the world, who are thinking of doing it, who are dreaming of doing it. And we should help each other and support each other. So please send me more questions about this and we'll do a second episode. You can send them in on Spotify, on the Spotify app. I think on this episode, there should be like a a question box where you can leave a question or so send in your questions what you want to talk about when it comes to moving out to reinvent yourself or chase a dream or you can dm me on instagram yeah i love this and again if you are dreaming of something 
go for it. Honestly, there's nothing better than just going for something fearlessly. You're going to grow so, so much and you're going to cry and you're going to struggle and you're going to hustle and it's going to be so, so worth it one day. I promise. All right. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I love you very, very much and uh, I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.